0: Welcome to the latest podcast from the London Institute of Banking and Finance, Lifelong Partners for Financial Education. Today, David Morrish and Michael Backhouse, our Trade Finance Specialists, talk about the 21st birthday of the Certificate for Documentary Credit Specialists, CDCS. This year, the London Institute of Banking and Finance, the Bankers Association for Finance and Trade and the International Chamber of Commerce while celebrating the 21st birthday of the Certificate for Documentary Credit Specialist, CDCS. Documentary credits are a vital component of ensuring successful international trade. Since the qualification was launched, over 26,000 students in 65 countries have taken the qualification, with over half of those, 57% being women. Here's David and Michael to talk about it more.
1: It's the new year. We just started, first week back. It's this year we're celebrating 21 years of CDCS qualification, David you were there almost from the beginning, uh, do you want to, to take us back in history and go through a few things which you remember about the qualification back in I think 2002 when you first uh, sort of um, got involved in the qualification?
2: No, sure Mike, thanks for that. Um- I do know in fact how this uh, um, how this started back in 1999 would you believe yeah. and uh it was apparently it was a casual conversation by Dan Taylor who's you know very well known in this particular yes, field I, I and uh, our chief ex- our chief executive uh Gavin Shreve and uh, the conversation essentially was during a meeting with the ICC in Paris and uh, Dan Taylor was talking about all of the technical issues associated with letters of credit and how people need to be um, experts and develop their skills and so on. Mm. And uh, apparently uh, Gavin said, well, you know, why don't we make a qualification of this? And uh, that was the germ of the idea. And in 1999, with uh, BAFT and LIBF working together, uh, developed this particular qualification. And uh, I think the first year there was something like 200 uh, candidates. That's all from mm-hmm. various parts of the world, principally the USA, UK, and maybe a few other European countries. And uh, the idea took hold. Um, at the time, I was working in a trade branch in uh, in Lloyd's Bank uh, in uh, in London, and I can remember this being launched. And yeah, a bit of interest from the uh, the guys actually in our documentary credit section. And the idea sounded pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put a few people through and. The rest, as they say, is history. Um, I joined. Uh, I joined the test committee itself in a, in two thousand and two, as you say, Mike. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was um, fascinating, actually, to work with Dan and a few other of the experts, literally from USA and Europe and the UK, uh, looking at this qualification, seeing how it could be developed, uh, working on questions um, for the uh, for the exam, which. Um, as I learned from Dan and others, it's actually quite a skill mm. and uh, to make sure that the syllabus is covered and that we ask challenging questions. And in particular with this exam, it's not unique, but it's something we were very, very keen on to make certain that it had a practical application. So there were serious questions on how to issue uh, letters of credit mm-hmm. and uh, checking documents and so on, not just the theory, it was all about the practice as well.
1: Yeah, I'm very, I'm very much in, in, in line with what <coughs> the Institute was all about, which was about providing you know, uh, uh, financial um, education to bankers um, in, in, in London, but also elsewhere in the world uh, as well. And I think it was a, a, a very good example of how the Institute was creating qualifications to benefit uh, the, the education of bankers. Uh, and certainly, you know, we, we, we look at the history over the, over the years, the number of students we are now seeing uh, taking the qualification is, is, is absolutely fantastic. And, and from all parts of the world, um, uh, I think we now have um, students from over 100 countries around the world taking this qualification. Uh, and, and I think it's a um, testament to, to, to the qualification. Because documentary credit is inherent and so important to trade back 21 years ago, but also equally important now. Although you know, one could argue that, that you know, open account transactions are getting more, more and more popular. Having said that, you know, there's still a, fun, uh, a huge number of um, transactions undertaken through
2: letters of credit still. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, as we were touching on earlier, it's Mm -hmm. it's a seriously technical job. Um, For those familiar with it, uh, you have to know and understand and apply various sets of rules. Obviously, the core is UCP, Mm. currently UCP 600, Mm. supported by ISBP 745, and the reimbursement rules, and ISP 98, uh, which is all about standbys. And uh, you can't just dismiss any element of those, you really need to know uh, the ins and outs of all of them and actually how they apply. And uh, okay, well, what happened before CDCS? Um, I'm sure you've done this as well, Mike, but uh, I learnt my trade sitting next to the guy uh, <laughs> exactly, uh, checking yep. documents. Yeah, And it really was uh, a question of initially, well, there's a any documents. Tell me what you think of those, and uh, I'll let you know how you get on. Yeah. And well, I, think, I think
1: I was 19 when I looked at my first set of documents, <laughs> uh, and that was actually with the subsidiary of, of the bank I worked for in, in the US. And um, That was a couple uh, of years ago, wasn't it? it? It was a few years ago, yes. Um, but um, you know, that was the start of my uh, training uh, on documentary credits, and it is, you know, as I say, it's, it's, a, it's one of those sort of fundamental necessities uh, of international trade, this is the knowledge of documentary credits because actually, when you look at even open account, you need to understand you know the, what documents are required yeah, in international trade, and and this qualification does that for you as well.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's often forgotten, and I have um, heard people say to me, "Well, you know, you can learn you can learn uh, about documentary credits just by doing the job," and that's true, of course. Mm. Um, but it's only, you actually only learn as much as the guy that's uh, actually showing you how it works, one thing. And uh, secondly, and maybe just as important, banks differ in what sort of documentary credits they'll process. Yeah. Some banks won't touch back-to-back credits. Um, other banks uh, won't see many syndicated credits, mm. and so on. Mm. And it's only actually by studying the whole text and the set of rules that you really understand the breadth of the subject, and of course, as you know, Mike, and uh, I, I could think of a few near misses in my case. <laughs> when you get it wrong, it, it can big, be it can be big, not it? Yeah. it can be expensive. <laughs> um, on a light note, so I I, um, I can remember uh, checking a set of documents very early on uh, in my career and sending them back to um, the presenter of those documents. And the person there phoning, phoning me and saying, "I'm going to pin your ears to the wall," <laughs> because I'd got it wrong. Yeah. He, knew, he knew more about it than I did. So, from a customer relationship point of view, there's pitfalls. Mm. But as you know, paying a set of documents uh, that actually uh, are flawed that don't comply mm. can be really expensive. Yeah. And uh, you need to get it right. And that's not just for banks. I and mean, we, you know, we're both ex bankers, and we tend to focus on this. Mm. But frankly, it's, um, it's just as valuable for major exporters, let's say, that have to, uh, first of all, have a look at a letter of credit they might receive just to see if they can actually uh, deliver the goods or services in accordance with the terms of the credit and in, in accordance with the contract that they've already signed. Um, but also, when it comes to preparing documents, uh, they need to get those documents right uh, to get maximum value mm-hmm. out of the letter of credit itself, its its technical can be expensive, and the real value is when you present a set of complying documents to a bank. Um, getting it wrong, at the very least, means that there'll be a delay in payment. You'll lose a bit of cash flow mm-hmm. while the uh, uh, advising bank checks back with the issuing bank. Mm-hmm. Issuing bank in turn with the uh, Uh, with the applicant saying, is this okay? Documents have been presented, they're not quite right. Do you still want the goods? Mm. Most of the time they do. As a minimum, in other words, there's gonna be a delay in payment. Uh, At worst, um, you don't get your money. Um, The applicant could could say, well, actually, no, they're not complying. They've been shipped too late, don't need them anymore and reject the documents. Mm. Um, Equally, in fact, the issuing bank could say, well, actually, um, here's an opportunity for us not to pay these documents. Doesn't happen very often, mm. but the risk is there. And yeah, you know, like I say, uh, um, if you're not skillful in what you do and you don't understand um, the various rules and how they're applied, it can be an expensive mistake, both for you if you work in uh, um, in an exporting uh, company, for example, and also in the in a paying bank or an issuing bank. Mm. So it's a real it's, it's a real chance to. Um, develop and hone your skills uh, to the high standard.
1: And whilst the qualification is, is 21 years old, uh, you know we have worked with the ICC and BAFT in terms of making sure that every year uh, all the necessary updates are made in terms of uh, changes to the rules, etc. And an example would be the IncoTerms 2020, which uh, have been updated, so... Uh, those students taking the qualification now will be, uh, will have full overview uh, within the text of our qualification of, of the updates and all, all, all other updates which are deemed necessary for people to be up to date with uh, documentary credits uh,
2: and so vitally important of course. Yeah it's, um, um, you're so right uh, Mike, I mean things change, yeah. you know, things do change and you have to keep up to speed. Um, we haven't had a revision of UCP since 2007. As and when that does happen, obviously, the whole thing will have to be uh, totally review from uh, uh, from front to back. Mm. And Incoterms 2020 is a great example because it's right now. Mm. And uh, uh, we can't expect people to be, to be examined on 2010 when, in fact, the, uh, uh, the underlying rules have changed. Um, we're very fortunate in that, um, obviously, we've got very skilled people I'm not talking about me now. Mm-hmm. Um, elsewhere on the uh, test committee, that yes. are right up to speed on this, and we've got uh, technical experts uh, such as uh, Gar- Gary Collier, mm-hmm. who of course wrote the text and, and uh, did a wonderful job on that. And uh, it's again, it's a benefit to be able to almost uh, dip into the uh, uh, the, no- the knowledge of these people to actually go through the text and un- really understand. Uh, mm-hmm. What the underlying points are on the various rules, and uh, and of course the potential pitfalls. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, and, then, and when you also look at the uh, the geographic spread of the qualification, oh, yeah, now, yeah. I mean, that's that's absolutely uh, amazing, um, and and to the point where, and I know there'll be a few listeners, listeners, I'm sure, who will say, well, you know, what what what's the future of of documentary credits, but. I think as, as we've seen over the last few years, we've seen an increase in the number of students uh, taking the, the qualification and it's sort of almost, um, I would say, buck, bucks the trend in terms of sort of what, what um, solutions are available uh, from, a, from a, uh, a financing or trade um, uh, are out there at the moment. you look at the supply chain and how, how things are financed along the supply chain. And the view might be well, well, documentary credits. You know uh, uh, yeah, how, how how important is documentary credits now in the, in the world of trade? But you know we are seeing that it is in you know uh, it is still very much um, uh, uh, part of the um, uh, solutions which banks are are, are providing. And I think you know, from my own perspective, when I look at this and I think about what, you know, why are we already seeing an increase in the number of students? I think it's because there's a desire, both from a government perspective and from the bank's perspective, many banks' perspective, that they're looking to try and provide the finance to the small corporates. Uh, and you know, one of the first things they will, will look at is documentary credits, they can look at you know, the other financing options along the supply chain. Uh, um, uh, in in due course. But I think, you know, when you look at uh, some of the risks, which are still inherent in international trade, documentary credits are still vitally important. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're still seeing a huge uptake in our qualification um, uh, around
2: the world. No, you're right, Mike. And uh, okay. As you rightly say, uh, so much of international business now is is done on an open account basis. In other words, where goods are shipped and payments made 30 days, three months, whatever in arrears. Mm. Um, But having said that, um, world trade is currently estimated at around 20 trillion US annually. Mm. Um, Letters of credit apparently account for, in terms of volumes, uh, let alone values, 10-15% of that. You're still talking about an actually massive uh, value of uh, business that's still completed uh, on a documentary credit basis. And when it comes down to it, as you rightly say, there may be various other options available. But if you're exporting and uh, you want some certainty on payment and you don't know uh, as much about the buyer as you would like to in terms of creditworthiness, mm-hmm. or maybe you've got concerns about the political risk, mm-hmm. uh, there isn't really a better option other than to say, okay, you raise a letter of credit in my favour, and we'll ship the goods. Yeah, And exporter knows, as long as they comply uh, have a compliant presentation, they will get their money. Uh, the applicant knows that actually, uh, they've got some power in specifying the documents they want and when the goods are going to be shipped and so on. So some protection from them as well. Mm. And uh, maybe things will change. I don't see that happening anytime. yet. It's a really important uh, uh, part of the armory, shall I say.
1: Mm.
2: And in terms of growing, I, this, this is just supposition, but uh, we've, last year or two, we've entered a period uh, where uh, the phrase trade war is, uh, unfortunately... <laughs> Uh, uh, come into play, and in times of uncertainty, um, what do people do? Quite reasonably, uh, they go back to the things they know, and they go back to something where there's some certainty. Mm. And uh, if it was me, I think that's what I do: yes. uh, try something that you know works, and that you know that you can rely on. And uh, if an issuing bank has is given an undertaking, maybe it's uh, a confirming bank in the exporter's country is added there. Uh, certainty of payment that gives an exporter a huge amount of comfort mm. and loads of mileage left. In other words, in terms of documentary credits, mm. and again, you know, with as you say, with SMEs, um, okay, they've uh, they've got to do a bit of learning. Yeah. Hopefully, get a bit of support. Mm. But it's uh, you know, it's a, a great, as I say, it's a great tool in the armory. Mm. It's not the only answer, but it's a really good one. Mm. that You need to be aware of and it's, and. and you know, what we have also
1: found, and when we, when we look at the sort of the um, the students who, who take the qualification, whilst as, as as expected, obviously the most come from banks or what have you, but that's not it, 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 that we have seen a number of coming from uh, procurement um, departments or big international organisations. I in some uh, relatively small uh, organisations as well. Uh, and uh, so it's equally important for the procurement areas of big companies to be fully aware of, obviously because they're providing all the, the necessary documentation that they're exporting and what have you. So, you know, we are seeing also um, uh, a number of companies putting through staff through, uh, through the qualification.
2: Well, wouldn't it be awful, um, it, as, as an exporting uh, company, if, um, if you didn't know this particular uh, Option was available. Or you weren't comfortable with it. That you would turn away good business, yeah. just because you weren't familiar or didn't have the competency mm. in in uh, processing the right documents. You know, giving away, in other words, potentially giving away good business.
1: Yeah. Of course, we we can't uh, leave technology out of or out of our conversation when we we talk about trade, because there's a lot of uh, discussions going on at the moment about. Uh, uh, new technology which is uh, enabling international trade which is absolutely fantastic blockchain of course is is mentioned uh, um, uh, in um, uh, very often these days um and in, in the impact that might have in terms of of um, um, documentary credits I and mean, we have discussed obviously why we think there's you know, with, with the you know the the uh, there is a, still a you know increasing. Uh, there's a need certainly for for uh, documentary credits, but obviously, as as technology improves and documentation becomes electronic, then things will change when it comes to documentary
2: credits. Um, I don't you really have any thoughts on that. Well, it's it's um, it's always reassuring to see uh, that. Uh the ICC in uh, its various subcommittees has, uh, has been focusing on this on a number of issues uh, over several years. And the, the second version of EUCP mm. was published yeah. last year. And uh, this is, uh, I think it's technology neutral in recognition that, you know, we talk about blockchain, but yeah. you know, there, there are potential other solutions on the horizon. Yeah. Um, we know that uh, uh, shipping companies are developing their own technology solutions as well and yeah. um, there's various hybrid hybrid systems around mm. and uh, as a former operations manager it's you look at this and it's something that's crying out frankly for some mm. worthwhile technology developments mm. and it could be tactical you know whereby you can um, check a set of documents and you know just just potentially match the key data, and then have an expert looking at it afterwards, mm. to something far more radical, uh, whereby uh, every single potential document is uh, in some way digitized. Mm. And uh, the, uh, the various uh, digitized documents are then matched in a letter of credit wallet, for want of a better phrase. Mm. Um, and the whole process could be slimmed down from potentially several days. Of processing documents down to, dare I say, nanoseconds. That's probably stretching it too far. Yes. But actually, making it far, far, far slicker. Mm. Um, the figure that was quoted in the ICC Global Trade Survey, and I love this. Uh, I love this statistic yeah. uh, from 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 uh, 2018, was that the estimated something like four billion bits of paper generated every year in yeah. terms of international trade four billion now I really don't know how many trees we're talking about yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the actual just physical task of processing four billion bits of paper mm. you don't need to make much of a uh, of an inroad in that to see really worthwhile um, uh, improvements in processing uh, frankly reduction in risk um, loads of benefits so mm. um the future is there. Hmm. Um, we, we, uh, we had a conference last year, didn't, uh, didn't we, uh, hosted by the London Institute of Banking and Finance for the uh, World Conference of Banking Institutes. Yes. And uh, Daniel Schmand uh, who uh, of Deutsche Bank hmm. um, heads up the Executive Committee of the ICC, hmm. uh, recognised, yes, this is coming, maybe 10 years away. Hmm. But we will see, as sure as as night follows day, Mm. that um, blockchain or whatever is there to improve processing Mm. and make the whole um, handling of international documentation so much slicker. Mm. Um, But not just yet.
1: Mm. Uh, And just on, when you're talking about paper there, I mean, one of the things that we constantly look at in in all our qualifications, and we have done certainly for uh, CDCS, is, is is Looking at the exam, because we recognise that this is, it is a quite a challenging exam uh, and how to um, not make it easier but make it um, uh, uh, the whole process of taking the exam uh, uh, simpler let's say in terms of the, the documentation which we provide because the important thing about the qualification is that it does test the knowledge of the individual's ability to check documentation what have you. And we've certainly looked at that and we've certainly slimmed down the amount of documentation as much as we possibly can uh, to help candidates. And we've given them a little bit more time in terms of reading time for the exam. And uh, hopefully that will help uh, um, uh, candidates uh, going forward in terms of the, the exam. So we're constantly looking at these things. We're constantly looking at how we try and help uh, students um, uh, take the exam or, or study the the, um, yeah, the text and what have you.
2: Yeah, it is it is really important and it's it, it's that skill of maintaining the standard yeah. uh, of the uh, of the exam. Um, but as you say, just you know, just uh, looking at the uh, the questions and the supporting documentation and making certain mm. that we're uh, not asking too much of the candidates in the given time. Uh, we want people to succeed mm. and. Uh, As far as those uh, individuals are concerned, obviously, in many instances, it's individuals trying to develop their careers. Mm. And we want to help them as much as possible gain that knowledge, uh, get that recognition by having that CDCS uh, uh, designation after their name that evidences that Mm. they've reached a a pretty skilled level in terms of this particular. Qualification this you know, this particular role in banks, and it's also important for banks as well. I mean, we've seen it, haven't we? Mike, um, many international banks want to develop the expertise of their staff. They want to invest in their yes. um, documentary credit stuff. We're seeing
1: an increase in that. Uh, we are. There's, there's been a number of years where there's been a sort of. Uh, I think I think banks have held off in terms of sort of the. The, the training and, and education of staff in in some areas and um we're, we're seeing you know this is is um, uh, the banks beginning to focus on realizing that the a lot of the experience they had has gone or is going and uh, they need to improve um the, the knowledge of the of, of people coming through um so we're definitely seeing that yeah
2: yeah we are aren't we and um Again, I use the word a lot, but I think it's great when big organizations invest in their staff. And uh, I remember one particular conversation, uh, just to close on this particular point, with uh, um, one of the senior execs in a major international bank who promoted this particular qualification, CDCS, around the world Mm. and uh, quite bravely decided to take it himself and failed it the first time, passed the second time but actually realized, um, having taken the exam, studied for it, and failed it the first time around, actually what a technical role this is and uh, how important it was to their particular organization and how, frankly, how good uh, the people were in his organization that were doing this on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And uh, one of the things, in fact, uh, uh, from the stats side of things, uh, uh, that we picked up right the way over the 20 odd years this is um uh, gender neutral you know uh, it's um yes. you know people often talk about uh, the lack of women in trade finance roles well that's not the case at all in yeah. this particular qualification and hopefully if it is evidence that's elsewhere it's disappearing fast yeah but just as many uh, just as many women take this qualification maybe even more yeah, yeah. Uh, than men and um why not? If uh, well, in you
1: know, fact, if, if you sort of uh, delve into the into the into the statistics further, I think what we probably see, and, and I haven't gone into it in huge amounts of detail, but but you know, I think what is evident right from the, from, from the beginning, uh, you, you know, you, you, there was probably more males taking the qualification. But if you look at it now, there's there's actually a, uh, more more uh, females taking the qualification, and actually when overall when we look at the number of students have taken the qualification over the last twenty one years, there have been more females than males, which is actually fantastic.
2: It is, isn't it? And uh, and again, it's developing their knowledge, developing their expertise, yeah. and also, as I say, it's really grabbing hold of their own career mm. uh, uh, development to yeah. really get an understanding, which is what this is all about, yeah. a real understanding of the underlying rules, um, and also, as we keep saying, how to apply that knowledge mm. in, 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 uh, in the day-to-day role. Mm. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great qualification. It's been around 21 years, mm. and reassuringly, Reassuringly, as you you said yourself, Mike, the numbers—if anything—are actually going up. It's really proving it's its worth, right the way around the world. Yes,
1: yeah, Uh, and we're seeing more and more, as you say, uh, geographically more and more people from different locations. I was just looking at the statistics uh, the other day. You know, we have people from um, Mongolia, um, from um, Malawi, um, from all. To corners of the world taking this qualification, we'd love to see more people taking it, and and obviously we're endeavouring to encourage people and encourage banks to encourage their staff to take the qualification. Um, but it is it is uh, it's nice to see the widespread um, adoption of this qualification it, it around is. the world.
2: And I guess just to close on this, I guess it's the strength of the qualification. Um, actually it doesn't matter if you're checking a set of documents in Ulaanbaatar mm. um, or London yeah. or Malawi or whatever. Yeah. It's the same job. And that's the beauty of it. It's the same job. You're governed by international rules. Yeah. Um, and uh, those same rules apply. Uh, it's 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 universal. And the qualification itself reflects that. It's truly international. Yeah.
1: And long may I continue. And I, for, you know, Absolutely foresee that that you know this, uh, as we've seen from the figures, uh, as we mentioned earlier. You know we, we uh, um, I'm sure that the uh, the the number of students uh, will will increase certainly as as um, trade begins to pick up, obviously, uh, and hopefully these uh, negative trends in in trade, the sort of um, the um, uh, trade wars, as you mentioned earlier, hopefully these things will be become uh, less uh, of a uh, of an issue, uh, and that uh, international trade begins to grow again, uh, and that, of course, as we know, benefits everybody.
2: It benefits everybody. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Mike.
0: Thank you for listening. You can find out more about CDCS and our other qualifications at www.libf.ac.uk. If you'd like to get involved with our podcast, contact us at podcast at libf.ac.uk.